G'day everyone, welcome to another episode of the So Leadership Podcast. If this is the first episode you're tuning into, or maybe you're listening and you're not a part of So, I want to welcome you to our leadership community. So as a ministry, we exist to disciple university students to love Jesus, to serve his church and reach his world. And one of the main ways we do that is through leadership, training and development. So this podcast really goes towards that. This podcast really exists to equip our leaders to be a generation of leaders that are able to serve God faithfully and effectively in all that they do. And so each month and the final week of every month, we release a new episode an episode with a particular topic that's geared towards practical training and leadership. We've looked at what it means to prepare to serve. We've looked at the topic of delegation and effective meetings. And so today we come to a topic that is really, really relevant to leadership in a Christian context, leadership in ministry. And that is the topic of counseling and supporting other people. And today we have the exciting privilege of having a special guest on our show. And so I want to welcome Delaney Chow to our podcast. Delaney, welcome. Pleasure to be here. Now, Delaney, when people see you, they often see you with a very different hat on. Mm -hmm. They see you with a finance hat on. You're doing budgets, you're doing numbers and crunching numbers. But Mm. tell us a little bit more about your background and your technical training. Um, So my background... um it's not finance, um, finance based. I did not do a finance degree at uni. Um, I actually, contrary to, I actually did a psychology degree in my undergraduate years, um, for four years um, at Macquarie and took a year off. And then I s- resumed my training last year looking into counseling and psychotherapy. Um, and this year I'm completing my master's in that. Awesome. Now, you and I, we've been around So for a long time as mm. well. I think we're talking off air that we've been part of So or serving at So for in excess of five years, which is a long time. It's long almost time a indeed. quarter of our lives. Mm-hmm. So you've had a bit of both. You've done ministry, but you've also had that training. Mm-hmm. In your experience, why do you think it's important for us as leaders to be looking at a topic like this and thinking about what it means to counsel and serve and love other people? I think it's important because, as you've mentioned, um, in terms of ministry, like we encounter people, we encounter a lot of different people. And as leaders, we are often the first line in terms of um, reaching out to them, engaging with them. And again, like because it's such a relationship focused dynamic, Mm -hmm. we have to understand that as leaders, we're not just there to impart wisdom and training and teaching to to whoever we're taken care of mm. um, but we also got to learn to listen to them yeah um, because they all come from different backgrounds and they often we're often there to help listen and challenge their opinions and guide them in the right mm. direction yeah because i mean i guess one of the things that i remember hearing when i was first starting to serve was that ministry is really all about people mm. it's about loving people discipling them mm. so they can grow in their love for the lord and so I guess that really ties in, listening to them, mm. being able to engage with them and support them is mm. really important. Yeah, very important. Yeah. So today, thank you for coming on the show mm-hmm. again. No um, we're we're going to look at a couple of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really want to get your training experience on these issues. So we're going to look at, firstly, what it looks like to engage with people well. Mm-hmm. And so particularly talking about active listening and listening yep. well. We're also going to talk a little bit about what it means to look after yourself in mm-hmm. the midst of it, because I know you're very passionate and believe very bigly mm-hmm. in that. Um, and thirdly, we're going to touch very briefly on an, the number one question 
that a lot of leaders have. And so we will get to that mm. question as we get to towards the end of the podcast. But let's dive straight into the content. Absolutely. So firstly, engaging with people mm. and listening well. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you've learned in your training that is really helpful when it comes to understanding how we can listen better mm. and engage with people well? Yeah, so um, some kind of when we start counseling, the first three things, first couple of things we learn is how to be an active listener, as you've mm. touched upon. So active listening composes of three different areas. Um, so firstly, it's attending, respect, and empathy. Um, so attending involves um, kind of your general, your general disposition or your approach to the person. So ideally, you would want to be like a warmth, you want to demonstrate warmth, um, as well as engaging with them. So how would you how you would go about doing that is you know maintaining eye contact with the person mm-hmm. as you're listening as you're speaking to them mm-hmm. um, as well as your body language um, you don't want to lean back and have your arms crossed because that can come off very um, disengaged mm-hmm. I think that's a good way of putting mm-hmm. it um, as well as um, just yeah maintain like seeming engaged mm-hmm. so utterance is like Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm, yeah, that sort of kind of non-verbal utterances, mm. they really help mm. um, for attending um, someone's yeah. conversation. Well, t- tell us a bit more about that because mm-hmm. to me, someone who doesn't have experience in mm. that technical training, it seems like a very small thing that we often overlook. Sometimes I'm sitting with someone who's sharing and part of me just wants to sit back, mm. cross my arms, mm. kick my legs up, relax, but you're saying that it's important that we think about even these little things. What does that do yeah. for someone who's speaking mm. and sharing? Why is that important mm. to do that? So the reason why it's so important is because often what people come to talk to you about is very personal, mm. something that they may not have shared with anyone else before. So the fact that if you were to, using your example, if you were to lean back, cross your legs, put your feet up, um, it doesn't seem like you're engaging with them. You're not interested in what mm. they're saying. Okay. Um, more like, oh, I could do, you could be perceived as, oh, this person has other thing, better things to do mm. rather than wanting to engage and really see how I'm doing as a person. Right, okay. So it's really about helping them see what maybe you already feel inside because us as leaders, often we we do care. Mm. We do want to listen and care for them, but mm-hmm. it's about externalizing that, I yeah. guess, and showing mm. that to the other person. Because mm. okay. um, actions do speak louder than mm. words because okay. um, you can say something, but if your body language does not show it, it can come off as like a discrepancy. Right. And you lose that trust, that rapport with the yeah. other person. Okay. So it's important to have the good body language, mm. be attentive. Mm. Um, secondly, ex- respect. Yep. Um, so respect there? is basically um, viewing the other person as equal to you. Mm, okay. So when you come into when they when you come into a discussion with someone, you don't want to be perceived as the expert in what they're saying because you're not them. Mm. You don't know what they're going through, what led up what led to them coming to you mm. and so you just want to come off as someone who's gen- like someone who's walking alongside this mm. person mm. rather than looking down in a condescending manner because um, that can put people off as well right so mm. you're being respectful in the way you engage with them mm. are there examples that you can give of maybe times where we say things that are not respectful or things that mm. are not helpful given the circumstances that people are going yeah, through yeah so um, a good example is um from my experience, I think you should do this. Oh, um, it's a, it's, I've it's, said that it, a lot. It seems like a very small thing, mm. but even that can be like um, you're already pu- putting like a, you're putting a barrier between you and the other person. Mm. And again, drawing that fine line, like I'm the expert here, 
you listen to what I have to tell you. Mm. Whereas it should be the other way around. It's like, I want to listen to what you have to say mm. and create a safe space so that you can freely explore what you're going through. And I'm just here to give you different opinions, different thoughts, different approaches. Mm. Okay, so it's really about what you said before, listening and mm. um, helping them understand mm. that you're on the same level as yeah. them. Um, and that's really challenging, though, I think, for us as leaders mm. because we live in a culture where often a position or a title suggests a certain type of mm. hierarchy. That's true. Where if I'm a president or a vice mm. president or a leader of some kind and I'm meeting with a first-year student or someone who's going through something, mm. it's really easy for us to have that hierarchy where we can look down on them and say, mm. hey, you need to follow what I have learned and what I've done mm. because I am the expert. And what you're saying is mm. that we shouldn't have that attitude. Mm. That even though we have helpful nuggets of gold that we can perhaps share with them mm. to do so in a loving and respectful way rather than just imposing it on mm. them. Yeah, so I guess it's more viewing um, that, you know, we're all equal. Mm. Even before yeah. we have the titles, we're, we're all human beings. We're mm. all made in the image of God. Yeah. And God is the one who rules over us mm. we don't rule over each other mm. and so that's why it's important to respect one another okay. in that regard so respect respect's mm. a, a big thing and yeah. i think that's really helpful because i think i know i've been the on the receiving end sometimes of people who've meant well but it just hasn't come across respectfully mm, mm, and mm. so it's a fine line to, yeah, to balance okay. absolutely and the last one last one um empathy so empathy is um being trying to be in the other person's shoes mm. so accurately perceiving what they're feeling and i guess the emotions that they are that they are experiencing mm-hmm. um so again it's very it's very related to uh, to respect in the sense that um again you're not the expert mm. you're just there and you're trying to imagine and experience what they're going through and journey with them mm. you don't you're not taking five steps ahead of them mm-hmm. and kind of leading them to a particular answer that you mm. want them to mm. reach. But you're there to, again, ex- experience what they're experiencing in the moment mm. and just take that journey with yeah. them. Are there other examples of phrases that maybe you would use? Because I've heard a lot of leaders say, and I've certainly said myself, that sometimes people share things and we, we don't know what to say in the sense of showing that empathy. Mm. Are there things that we can say yeah. that are helpful um, in that way? So a good phrase that we often use, it, it sounds like you're going through this mm. and then asking them for confirmation. Does that sound about right? right. Um, so it's good to be equipped with um, like a lot of the emotive words. Right. So because emotions range, there's a huge spectrum of emotions. And so it's important for us to understand and try and articulate and accurately, you know, what the other person's emotion is. Because mm. um, they may be going, I think I'm going through this. And then you may be like, oh, does it, is it like this? And yeah, it might be really accurate. That's mm. when they go, oh, like, you get it. Yeah. Mm. So you talked about respect, now empathy as well. Mm-hmm. A question that kind of comes to mind is, well, if we're not meant to be telling people what to do straight mm-hmm. away, I guess one thing we should be doing is asking good questions. Yes. Mm. Do you have some trip, sorry, some tips or mm-hmm. tricks yep. in regards to how we can ask better mm. questions and what kind yeah. of questions we so, can ask? Um, good, a good way to distinguish good questions to ask is, um, or two categories to ask questions is open-ended questions and closed-ended questions. Um, so the first one, we'll start with closed-ended questions um, because they're a lot more easier. Um, closed-ended questions typically result in a one-word answer. 
So it could be, um, when did you go do this? Where did you go do this? Who did you do this with? Um, is there anything else you can tell me about? Um, do you feel comfortable talking about this? So kind of those mm. typical questions that elicit mm -hmm. a yes or no sort yeah. of response. Um, so those are closed-ended questions. Um, open-ended questions, um, obviously they're open-ended, so there's more than one word it answers. Yeah. Um, so good questions to ask typically start with a what, mm. um, a how, why, could, would, or can. Um, so a good example, like what typically leads to factual information. So um, when you're asking someone to describe something, it's like, oh, what does that mean? Or um, what did you do then? Um, how of it's a of, how is talks about a process? Mm -hmm. So it often results in talking about emotions and feelings. So it's a good question to ask about feelings. Um, why um, typically results in a discussion of reasons, mm. um, but I would urge on the side of caution with asking why questions, um, especially if this person is quite new to you and you've only met them like once or twice and you don't have that relationship with them. Um, because it can force them to feel like they have to justify their, justify their stance. Mm. Um, so an example would be, I had a depression client, and so she was seeing a psychologist, and all this this person, this psychologist kept asking her why, why mm. she was feeling a particular way. Um, and she felt like, oh, I don't know why. That's why I'm coming to mm. see you. Um, so already then, it's like, if you don't have that relationship, it doesn't work. Right. Uh, so I would recommend if you use why questions, uh, yes, it's a good question, but maybe wait till you've built a good relationship right. with them. So a way to combat that um, is using could or would questions. Mm -hmm. So could you tell me a bit more about that? Um, could you tell me how you came to this conclusion? And so that is a non-confrontational way, yeah. but at the same time, it's still very specific to mm -hmm. what you're trying to yeah. um, get out of the person. Okay. All right, so that's really helpful. Mm. Um, I know for me, um, and I think you've read. I don't know if you've read this book as well. It's called Instruments in the Redeemer's yes, Hands. That's a good book. It's a it's a great book on mm. personal ministry, mm. and I think it's chapter nine from memory has a whole chapter on asking good questions. So maybe that's something that mm. our listeners can mm, absolutely can check out and and look up mm. in their in their own time. Okay, so engaging well with people, we we need to be attentive. Mm -hmm. We need to attend. We need to be respectful. And we need to show empathy. Mm. Um, and intertwined with all of that is asking good questions. Mm. Now, you've also mentioned to me before the importance of self-care. So we're mm. moving now to the second issue. And that's the idea of looking after yourself as someone who is looking after other people. Mm. Before we get into the what and before yeah. you explain you know, what we can do to look after ourselves better... Mm. Tell us a little bit about why it's important, particularly from your training, things mm. that you've learned. Why is it important mm. for us as leaders who support and lead other people to also be looked after and look mm. after ourselves? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a very big idea right now in the counselling and um, health or well, health profession um, because if we don't look after ourselves, how are we expected to look after other people? Mm -hmm. um, so, good illustration to use is, um, for example, in um, before you take off on a flight, um, the flight attendants go through um, emergency procedures. So they um, have, you know, if it's emergency, oxygen mask comes down first uh, for everyone. But what they recommend is, you know, before you attend to other people, um, especially if you're a parent, before you attend to your child, you're, you're strongly advised to put your oxygen mask on first. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't and you tend to the other person, um, you may lose the ability to look after them. Mm. And so in the context of ministry and looking after people, if we don't 
look after ourselves, um, it typically um, results in burnout, burnout、mm-hmm. and compassion, compassion fatigue.、Mm-hmm. And it's one of the main reasons why a lot of pastors and ministry leaders,、um, that's why they often generally, generally step away from ministry because of the amount of,、um, I guess, emotional baggage that they come、mm-hmm. with and they don't have an outlet to release yeah. it. Yeah. So it's important, I guess, that、mm. we, we understand that. We're not just a brick wall that's、yeah. just going to repel things.、Mm. Things are going to affect us. Yeah,、um, absolutely. And I, I like the imagery of their flight and、mm. you know, putting the oxygen mask on yourself. I think sometimes in ministry, we can feel like that's selfish in some、mm. way.、Um, but really, it's, it's wisdom. It's really important to think about that、yeah. in that way. Because it's about, if you think about it, if you,、um, you, know, you serve for a whole year and you hear all these cases and you don't have an outlet, Um, in the long run, it's going to affect your capacity to serve these people.、Mm. Um, you lose motivation and you feel quite bitter、mm. because you're, you're thinking, I don't have a support network.、Mm. Um, mm. Who can I talk to、yeah. when I'm you know, shouldering all these people's yeah. burdens yeah. and struggles? Okay. So, so you, you kind of touched on it already. What can we do? How can we put on that oxygen mask、mm. for ourselves first?、Yeah. What's something we can、mm. do? So,、um, good. Few good tips is you know having a good support network.、Mm-hmm. Um, so,、um, whether it's a leader who's discipling you,、um, and even your peers, they're very important.、Um, in the counseling, wo- in the counseling world,、um, as counselors, we are recommended that you know, it is imperative that we have a supervisor.、Mm-hmm. Um, the supervisor looks after us in terms of professional development, so making sure that we're not, we're not going through burnout, we're handling our caseload very well. Um, if we need training, we will get adequate training for it.、Um, but also, if, we, if there are personal issues that are impacting us,、um, which can influence how we interact with our clients,、um, our supervisor would then prompt us hey, I think you should go see a counselor and、mm-hmm. go through these issues because if they're not resolved, they will definitely come、mm-hmm. to the forefront. Yeah, so it's like a, I guess, a counselor for the counselors,、yeah. sort of thing. Mm, mm. Yeah. So, how does that apply in ministry? What so, I think、like? um, in a ministry context,、um, I guess if you're a leader,、um, ideally you would meet with、um, someone who's higher up than you. So, like maybe a pastor, for example,、mm-hmm. um, who oversees the ministry that you are involved in,、mm-hmm. um, other team leaders. Um, who are in the same ministry as you, because、um, they obviously go through the same thing.、Yeah. And you have those opportunities to debrief and unwind.、Um, of course, you know, maintaining、uh, confidentiality and not disclosing certain things.、Um, but also, like, outside of that, you know, in terms of relationally, like, you know, maintaining a good, healthy diet is、mm-hmm. important. Getting adequate sleep, so eight hours, eight to nine hours of sleep, recommended.、Mm-hmm. Um, exercising is very important. Um, as well as having outlets outside of ministry.、Yeah. So,、um, you know, whether it's you know, going to the gym, going for a walk,、um, something that's not ministry related. Yeah. Because I guess we fall into the trap of ministry, as you、yeah. and I both experience, like we <laughs> often talk about ministry,、yeah. but we need to also have lives outside、yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's really important that you mention that because. I think maybe in my experience and maybe yours as well, it,、mm. we seem to be in a, in a culture sometimes where because ministry is so fun、mm. and because it's, it's a good thing and we're、mm-hmm. serving God and it's, it's an, an enjoyable thing to be a part of,、mm. so often we can let that consume our entire、yeah. headspace.、Mm. I know I've certainly been、mm. in that space, you have as well.、Mm. But it's really important, like you said, to have times where you switch off. Yeah. Where you switch off from. Being a, a president、mm. or an exec,、mm. or you switch off from the things you're doing and、mm. enjoy 
hang out with friends, mm. enjoy a social life, enjoy mm. playing sports and mm. doing other things. Mm. I think it's really important yeah. that you mention that. Because you, you have other, I guess, faces as mm. well. Like you, talk, you mentioned about friends, you mentioned about, you know, going, having a social life, mm. but also spending time with family. Yeah. I think families are probably one of the biggest things we tend to drop off mm. um, as when we enter into ministry. And just having an, like even like one or two nights off, mm. um, not think about ministry, but yeah. just investing at home. Yeah. So having a, a healthy cycle of rest mm. as well, yeah. combined with having that support network mm. um, and sleep mm. again, it's the first thing to go. Yeah, so first often, thing to go. Yes. We just we just sacrifice hours of mm. sleep to get more done, mm. and that's really a product, I guess, of our culture, which is mm. about being busy mm. and being productive. Mm. But I think it's really helpful yeah. what you were saying. So, a um, good resource for talking about busyness is like Kevin DeYoung's Crazy Busy. Mm. It's a short book, but it's really concise and really gets to the heart of, you know, mm. why we have this problem mm. of busyness um, and pointing us back to, you know, rest and mm. Sabbath. And, mm. Okay, mm. awesome. All right, so it's important to then be supported well mm-hmm. and to look after yourself. One of the big questions that come up and this will be our final question for, yep. for, for today. A lot of young leaders come into the ministry and they, they say something along these lines. Mm-hmm. They say, how can I support and care for someone who's going through something that I have no experience in? Mm. So maybe there's relationship, relationship difficulties, financial hardships, mm-hmm. various kinds of stresses. Yep. In your experience from your training mm-hmm. in counseling, what's, I guess, the number one rule or, or tips and tricks that you guys employ mm. in situations like that? Yeah. So um, we definitely do encounter a lot of those cases. Um, so I guess the first overarching mindset or attitude that we should have is not to have a messiah or savior complex, mm. um, which basically says that, you know, I am responsible for fixing this person mm. or solving their problems for them. Mm. Um, and that's, it's not a very healthy mindset to have because then you expend all your resources. Um, and whereas you could be, you, what your, what um, studies have shown is that, you know, what determines a successful theory of therapy is the client's willingness to change mm. and, you know, have equipping them, like if they have the capacity to use their strengths um, or being equipped for things so that they know how to tackle their issue. Mm. Um, as a counsellor where they're just there to facilitate the discussion, help them explore different options because they come in um, quite tunneled vision mm. um, because they think, oh, I have a particular answer that I'm mm. looking for. Mm. But as a third party, you're there to explore all different opinions or different options and then going to the, ther- to going to the client and go, these are different options. Which one works best for you? Mm. So that they make a well-informed decision. Mm. Um, yeah, and that's, I think, really helpful, I guess, because mm. so often we want to be the hero. We yeah. want to mm. fix the situation. Mm. I know I've had many instances like mm. that. And so it's really helpful to think about that and to remember that, that it's not about fixing their, solu- their, their situation and giving them solutions. Mm. It's really about supporting them, loving them, yeah. asking good questions mm. and being a, a place where they can let their frustrations and thoughts mm. and emotions out mm. um, and you can support them through. Yeah. That. So I think a big thing that I think as there like people who start doing therapy, um, start being a counselor is um, learning to listen first mm. and then speak mm. um, because 
if we were to speak in like like as a reaction to what we're saying, what mm. the other person's saying, we often make the wrong judgment, mm. and it's obviously not the best decision. Um, and so we don't want we want to remain calm. Um, we just want we're there for the client ultimately. Yeah. Um, but we want you know what's best for them. Mm. Okay. Awesome. That's really helpful. Um, and I think I know for myself and many for the leaders who are listening to this podcast as well. It's really helpful to think about that because so often we are expected to lead mm. and to serve and to equip, uh, to be equipped to, mm. to to do all those things. But having these these pointers, particularly from from your background mm. in, in counseling, I think is really helpful and important. So, Delaney, thank you for being on this episode. Thank mm. you for giving up your time. Mm. It's been a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for having me here. And if those of us who, um, if you found this helpful um, and you want to know more, um, Delaney is always available to chat more. So feel free to speak to him um, or get in contact with the campus department and we'll get you in contact with him. But as we close this episode of the podcast, I think it's really important that we remember why we're doing all of this. As we said towards the beginning, ministry is about people. It's about loving people and, and helping them to see God, to help them to, to love Jesus more. Um, and in doing so, we give God the glory. And so as we grow in this, it's going to be a challenge for all of us. It's a challenge for myself, for Delaney, for every single one of us. But we want to learn to grow in this because as we grow in our ability to counsel and to love and to lead people, we will grow in being a generation of leaders that are able to be equipped to serve God faithfully and effectively in all that we do. And in particular, in the way that we lead and love and serve the people within our care. 